Thanks for inviting us into your place today, if we've not met. My name is Vern Bardson. Uh, my wife Casey and I were invited to be a part of a church planting group 15 years ago here at what we now call Triumph West, a part of Triumph, uh, touching the communities of Fargo and Moorhead and West Fargo. Good to be with you today. For most of the ministry that Casey and I have been involved in, we've been church planters. The first church that we helped start was in Jamestown, North Dakota, and we have so many great memories of those years there. One of the memories is a little boy who uh, one of his favorite songs during Sunday school time was a song that goes like this. My God is so big, so strong and so mighty, there's nothing my God cannot do. My God is so big, so strong and so mighty, there's nothing my God cannot do. The mountains are his, the rivers are his, the stars are his handiwork too. My God is so big, so strong and so mighty, there's nothing my God cannot do. That's a great memory for me of our early days of church planting. I thought about that as I was thinking about the verses we're going to look at today. If you have your Bible, I'd invite you to join uh, me as I read from the second chapter of the book of Colossians. It's Colossians chapter 6. Paul writes under inspiration of the Holy Spirit these words. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord... Continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. For in Christ... All the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form, and in Christ you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you today for your word. Lord, when these words were penned, they were penned with an audience in mind who had come to know you, to trust in you. And yet, Lord, somehow, you take these very truths and make them real and pertinent and powerful for our lives today. So, Lord, with that in mind, we invite you to come by your Holy Spirit. Speak to our hearts through your word today. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. A month or so ago, we began a series, uh, a triumph, that was called Everyday Hope. I was thinking about that as uh, we have been facing some unique times in human history related to the coronavirus. What do you do? Where do you find that everyday hope when your everyday is not so everyday anymore? This is a new experience for most of us to see what it's like to be a part of a pandemic that's moving across not just our country but around the world. We've had the privilege over the years to be in many countries to, to point people to Christ there in Norway and Italy and Japan and in Nicaragua and El Salvador and other parts of the, the world 
We're so grateful for those opportunities, but as we listen to the news, we can't help but think of friends that we've met over the years and wondering how all of this affects them. There's some wonderful commonalities we have, even as we go through this. And, and I think about that as I read the words that Paul penned so many years ago to believers at Colossae. He begins in this section to say, so then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord. Paul knew these folks in the sense of what he had heard from a dear friend who had planted that church. He had heard the stories of the, the powerful impact of Christ in the lives of these folks who had come to trust Jesus as Savior. You know, sometimes as we gather at church, we, we make the assumption that, well, when you're in church, everybody is a Christian that's gathered there. That's not necessarily the case, nor should it be. I hope that our churches are always places that are filled with people who not only know Jesus, but are people who are seeking for the truth, people who come hungry and, and in need because that's one of the commonalities we have. We are all people in need. Just being parked in a pew or in close proximity to a church doesn't mean you're a believer. In the Old Testament, in the book of Samuel, it speaks of Samuel as a young boy who was literally living in the house of the Lord. And it, it says there that Samuel, even in service as a boy to the Lord, did not yet know the Lord. So many times, that's a reality for us. As we do life in this world, we often do it on our own, not understanding the great need we have for a Savior, for a Lord, and Jesus is that Lord. That's why to me it's such a blessing when I, I read Paul and he, he says to this group of people that he had come to love, just as you have received Christ as Lord. Pastor Jeff uh, from Triumph and Moorhead sent out a, a note this past week, and he used a different translation uh, for the words found in Colossians 2.6. Let me read that for you. That translation says, And now, just as you have trusted Christ to save you, trust him too with each day's problems. Live in vital union with him. You know, that's really what it is to be a Christian. This is about not just some religious practices. This is about the living God calling us into relationship with himself in the most personal kind of way. Paul would say it this way, that it is Christ in you, the hope of glory. When John penned the words of the gospel, in John 1 we read these words, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet, to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. I think the natural question for us as we read these words from Paul 
when he addresses a group of people that have received Christ as Lord, it's only natural to ask the question of ourselves, have I received Christ as Lord? It's a question I can't answer for you, nor can you answer for me, but it's a question important for us to ask. Have you received Christ as Lord? When we come to him, we come out of a great sense of need. That grace of God that's extended to us is extended often when we're at that point of really understanding the desperate straits that we're in, the full or at least partial effect of what sin has done in our lives. Jesus has come, Paul says, for a specific purpose. In Colossians 1, it says, For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness, and he has brought us into the kingdom of the Son, whom he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. In the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation, we hear these amazing words addressed to a church. But the words come from Jesus. It's in Revelation 3.20. There Jesus says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and will dine with him and he with me. This is the invitation of Jesus to people like me, to people like you. Do you hear the voice of Jesus saying, will you let me in? Oh, by his grace, may you open your hearts to him today. Secondly, today, as Paul writes, verse 6 continues, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. We come to believe in Christ, to receive him as Lord by grace. It's also how we're called to live in him, by grace. What's that look like? Well, in one sense, it looks like what happens when that wonderful good seed of the word of God begins to take root in our lives. You know, what we see above ground is just a little bit of a picture of what's going down below the surface where no one else can see. That's that image of a, of a tree that has taken root and is growing and is becoming strong. It starts as you receive Christ as Lord, but also then as you are rooted and built up in him, strengthened in your faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. To take time to be in God's word in the everyday of our lives, to begin to see Jesus at work in the here and now of what we're going through, even when our everyday doesn't seem like everyday anymore. To be able to say, Lord, today, Help me hear what it is you're saying to me. May, may I trust you more. May my faith really go down deep into who you are, Jesus. And Lord, would you fill my heart with thankfulness, even in the midst of challenging days, to remember who you are and all that I have to be grateful for yet. You know, Jesus told the parable of a sower and the soils. One of the guys I read uh, just about every day, his name is Nicky Gumbel. He's out of England. And, and he says uh, this, con considering the parable of the soils. 
He says, if the words of Jesus do not have any effect, uh, the fault lies with the hearer, not with the word. At times, Gumbel says, my life is so shallow that his words don't take root. At other times, problems in my life or opposition or troubles or persecution, they take me away from a close relationship with Jesus. At other times, still the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, the desire for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful in my life. The problem is not with the word of God. The problem is I get so distracted so easily. And in days like we're going through now, oh, it's so easy to get my heart and mind on so many other things. Paul calls the people that he wrote to to be rooted in Christ, to be built up in him, where Jesus and his truth became the very foundation of their lives. To remember the truth you were taught. You know, Jesus in his great commission said that we should go and make disciples. And he said this, go baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. Well, the baptizing part, that's probably the easy part. It's what happens after that as we begin to grow, as we begin to not only hear God's word, but by his grace to put it into practice in our lives. The putting it into practice is what Jesus talked about in the parable of the wise and the foolish man. Jesus said, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand the rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. Oh, Lord Jesus, would you come and strengthen and empower me by your Spirit? Would you come and dwell within me and, and Lord, begin to put your word in my heart in such a way that I want to practice in the everyday of where I am right now to trust you, and to obey you. And finally today, we're called to freedom, freedom in Christ. Verse eight says, see to it that no one takes you captive. Christ calls us into freedom. Now there are a lot of ways to lose your freedom. And, and right now as we face this pandemic, fear is one of the ways I'm afraid that many are losing their freedom. If you listen to the news, if you watch the results of the stock market, if you hear of businesses closing, if you wonder if you're going to lose your job, it's so easy for fear to begin to overcome, to overtake. It's only as we're rooted and built up in Christ that we can experience the freedom that we're intended to have in Jesus, a freedom that opens that cage and sets us free to live life even in the challenging days as Christ is intended. Paul would write in verse 9 of this chapter, For in Christ 
All the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form, and in Christ you have been brought into fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. There was a day when the disciples found themselves in the boat. Jesus was there. He was resting in the boat, and a terrible storm came up. They thought they were going to die. In fact, they screamed out, Lord, wake up. Don't you care that we're dying? And, and recorded in the Gospel of Mark, it says this, Jesus got up. He rebuked the wind and the waves, and he said, quiet, be still to the wind and the waves. And the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and they asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Who is he? His name is Jesus, the firstborn of all creation, the one in whom all the fullness of God dwells in bodily form. Paul would say of, to Christians, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a, a yoke of slavery. Dear one, don't be enslaved by fear these days. You and I need to focus our hearts and our minds fresh and anew on Jesus. To a letter to a young believer, Paul wrote these words, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. In John 8, we read, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. One of the guys I read recently said this, in our galaxy, there are over a hundred billion stars like our sun. Our galaxy is one of over 100 billion galaxies estimated by some scientists. It's thought that for every grain of sand, there are a million stars. In what appears almost a throwaway line in the book of Genesis, it says, and he also made the stars. Listen to Paul's words in Colossians 1. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. And listen to this. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Do you feel like your world's falling apart right now? Christ can hold you together. Do you feel like normal life has fallen apart? Christ will hold you together. Do you feel like the security you once had is gone and you don't know what the days ahead hold? Christ holds all things together. My God is so big, so strong, and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, that you are Lord over all, 
Thank you that I can trust you at all times, even in times like this, times of crisis. Thank you, Lord, that I don't need to fear. Lord Jesus, come and hold me. Hold me together. Lord Jesus, come into this life of mine. Come and rule and reign by your power and by your authority. May your kingdom come. May your will be done. For we ask this in the name that is above all names, the name of Jesus, our Savior and Lord. Amen.